Hello everyone! Welcome back to Money Awakenings. Oh my goodness. Ah, my name's Larry Morrison. I'm your financial shaman. This is a podcast about the inner work around money, around abundance, around wealth, around beliefs that block it from coming, unblocking wealth. So, um, what we do is not talk about ones and zeros. You should invest here or not here. What we talk about is investing in heart, investing in soul, investing in yourself, investing in understanding who you really are and why you're here. This is a podcast where we go for a walk together and we just talk about what your parents taught you about money, what society teaches you about it. Does it work? Is it true? Is it real? And what can we do to let go of the limiting beliefs around this subject so that it comes into your life more easily? But more than that, there's a freedom to feeling good about it, regardless of how much is there or not there. The ultimate freedom is to be free of fear, I shouldn't say fear, free of fear's control over your decisions. That's probably the best way I've ever put that. Because fear, like any other emotion, is simply an indicator about what's going on in your belief system. So fear isn't necessarily bad, but when we make decisions from fear, from lack, from scarcity, if it controls our decisions, or our decisions are in reaction to fear, or greed, or scarcity, then we are going down the path of folly. And so what in the f- are we going to talk about today? What we're going to talk about is I don't know. There's a few things on my mind. One of them is going to take us in an interesting direction. And I think that's where we have to go. Let me just ask the universe in my heart. Mm, Yeah. I talked to a dear loved one yesterday, and she, you know, I I told her, you know, we can do anything, and she believed it, but then, not violently, strongly disagreed, her patterns showed up, her programming came out, 
well, how are we going to support ourselves? What are we going to do? How would you, how would you do that? Whoa, whoa. It's like I pushed a button and watched a wind-up toy go. Right? I wound up a toy and watched it freaking little monkey bang at cymbals. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is all of this now? How am I going to survive? Well, you're surviving doing shit you don't like to do. So why couldn't you survive doing what you do like to do? Because it really makes no difference. Unless you believe it does. But uh, I've talked that about that so many times, and I feel like I could talk that so many more, and I will on this one, but I'm fascinated by how people need permission to believe in themselves, to believe in the universe, to believe that everything's going to be okay. They need permission to agree that they are loved and supported and so that's what i want to give you my friends the permission to relax into your heart's calling to relax into it not fight for it because the only thing you're really going to be fighting is your own fear and limiting beliefs which is ultimately you. Not struggle to get somewhere, because if you're struggling, how do you know when you get there it's not going to be more of a struggle? Because you're starting from struggle. That's the ocean you hear in the background. I don't know this beach. Huh. I'm in Santa Cruz. I mean, I know Santa Cruz. Right in between Capitola and, wow, that is a hell of a house. That is just gorgeous. Right in between Santa Cruz and Capitola. And I'm not familiar with the beach I just stumbled upon that I am now walking away from due to the extreme noise. Anywho. If you're creating something from struggle, the foundation is difficulty. And this is where so many people have trouble. Why in the fuck would I do something that doesn't feel good to do? Because we have been gifted an ancient belief that says God wants us to suffer or with no pain there cannot be gained to struggle is to exist or um, nothing gained is without difficulty bullshit the love you've enjoyed as a child from a parent from a loved one from a family member from a sibling was that a struggle? Now, not knowing your parents, maybe. I know I struggled with one of mine. How about this? The air that you breathe, is that a struggle? Because if it is, there's something wrong. 
if you struggle with eating food, not like eating healthy, just like chewing and swallowing, wouldn't you agree that there's something wrong with your body? If you struggle with walking, there's something wrong. So why is it that we believe life needs to be struggled to live? This is the difference. There's a very subtle but distinct difference between resistance and challenge. Resistance... I'm not talking about the resistance that you have within your body from fear. Like, I want to tell someone I love them, but I'm afraid if if they're going to say it back. That's resistance. That's internal resistance from your fear, right? That's not what I'm talking about. The resistance I'm talking about is how you can beat your head against a wall and constantly push and push and be, every door is closed and all this, this stuff. Like, how do you know that the universe isn't slamming a door so that you go to some other place and do something else? How do you know that you're not being blocked because you're not going down the right path? versus challenge that will ultimately make you amazing at whatever you're doing. We want to be challenged, right? Look at the game of poker, for instance, or chess. But let's just keep it with poker. Like if it's, there's luck and skill, right? If there was no challenge, no one would play. If it was too easy, no one would play. If it was too hard, no one would play. There has to be a balance of challenge that helps you grow and evolve but that's also fun right chess is the same way you can constantly grow and evolve through the challenges of studying that game now the problem is if you don't like playing the game why are you playing that game Let's break this down here. We're going to get into this. Let's just look at poker. Or freaking canasta. It doesn't matter. Like, whatever. But if you start playing the game and you like it, but then you realize how much you'd have to do to master it, and you start to feel bad, what you're doing is you're looking at the distance from where you are to where you want to be, and you feel bad. Because you see how challenging that's going to be, how much time it's going to take to master that game. There's an old saying about poker, it takes five minutes to learn and a lifetime to master. I'd have to agree. (laughs) But my point is, you're looking at the distance between where you are and where you want to be, and that's what's making you feel bad. So, is it the game that's making you feel bad? Is it the game that you don't like? Or is it the fact that you're not good as you want to be at it, not where you want to be? Because if you're not seeing this, that's what I'm talking about with life. If you see, like, I want to be um, 
fit, physically fit or wealthy, and you see where you are and where you're going to be, it's like, oh, I don't even want to play this game because it's going to take so much time and energy. What the hell else you got to do? Your body's going to be with you your whole life, ideally. So why wouldn't you take on that challenge? It's the same with wealth. You're feeling bad about the game of money because you see where you are and where you want to be. Stop looking at the gap and just play the game. Is the game itself fun? And I don't mean the game of investing or like watching the stock market or talking to bankers or that's not the game of money that I'm talking about. The game of money I'm talking about is living your highest calling, your higher calling, your dharma, what you're put on this earth to do, finding that thing and creating a life around it, creating a career, a business or an act of service or creation with it, right? That's what I'm talking about, the game of money, because money will always show up when you're living your calling. The amount of abundance it shows up in is directly related to your belief systems about it and why you're here, but it will always show up when you're going toward what you're put on this earth to do, okay? That's the game of money I'm talking about. The game of purpose, the game of calling, the game of heart. So is that game fun to you or not? Because if it's not fun, could you possibly be looking at the distance from where you are to where you've got a master? For instance, I've shifted into this new calling which for the first time in my entire life, I finally feel like I know what I'm on, my, on this earth to do. But I really see if I've only really dove in full time for three months. So I see the massive gap, especially with a few of my mentors who have been doing this for a decade or more. They're like, there's so much I have to learn. However, I enjoy this game very, very much. I have inspiration, I have ideas, I have excitement, I have passion, I can help people. I see the difference in my life and the people around me that I've helped, right? Crap. Sorry, I just realized something. No, no, I think it's fine. Sorry, weird, weird thing popped into my head. Okay, I knew how to edit that out. No, it's perfectly supposed to be there. So, I finally feel like I'm on this to do, but I'm not looking at the gap. Because A, I don't know where the hell I'm going. That's the, probably the biggest thing. I don't know where this thing's going to lead. I really don't. But I'm enjoying every step of the game, every hand the, that I get dealt is amazing challenging for sure every day i'm like there's a smorgasbord i could be doing i you know things i, I need to do now prioritizing like how much content and information and uh, you know this person i need to help and do you know all kinds of challenges on my own stuff right i have to lead by example by tackling these beliefs myself so 
Oh. Wow. Yeah, the beach is going to be too loud, but I didn't know that was there. Cool. Um, what was that? So, the game is amazing, even though I'm a rookie. Right? The path to mastery is fun, not a struggle. There are challenges, but not resistance. In fact, as I'm making decisions in this game, someone just pointed this out to me a couple days ago. As I'm making decisions in this game, the big decisions are working out perfectly amazing. Some unexpected, but unexpectedly well. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It feels like not only momentum, but like something unseen, the universe source, whatever, creation is like, finally, you're here to the place you're supposed to be. So now the doors are opening up. When before, everything else I've ever done, not everything, I've had a lot of, everything was there to teach me, right? But a lot of other things I've done, there's been a ton of resistance that I kept trying to plow through. And I did plow through a lot of it, but it was always a fucking struggle, right? You know, whether it was real estate, flipping houses, like, every, challenging and struggle. Challenged, I grew a lot from it, I learned a lot from it, but, Jesus fucking Christ. I can see from this vantage point that I made it so much more difficult on myself than necessary. But that's life that I'm talking about. Now, it's not to say that, like, again, it's not to say that it's not going to be without challenge, right? Like, you find your calling, it's not like, oh, this is it, and then, you know, you get a lottery ticket in the mail and just everything opens. And it's not, it's not that way either. Because remember, if the game is too easy, it's not fun. If it's too difficult, then you're not going to want to play. But the first step is to understand why you don't like it. If you don't like it. Why do you feel bad if you feel bad? A lot of people look at the gap from where they are to where they want to be. The next thing that makes people feel bad about it is as we've talked before, unworthiness and undeserving and scarcity and not seeing many people do it in their life, go toward their calling and make gobs of money or even just feel, you know, live nice, live well, well off doing what they love to do. It's, there's a few, most people can find a few examples. Most people can find a handful of people in their life that are doing it. But some not at all, and definitely not their parents. You know, there's, um, if they grew up, if you grew up and your parents told you you had to struggle and strain and, and work hard, this whole thing about working hard, I, I've broken it down before. I don't know if I'm going to go too deep into that one right now, but, um, If you've been taught that life is a struggle, that you're supposed to suffer, that only you can only gain through difficulty, 
then guess what? That's going to be your whole fucking life. So are you deliberately making things harder on yourself like I was? That's a question only you can answer by doing this inner work that we're talking about. Only you can know if the reason that the doors are being slammed in your face is because you have a belief that it's supposed to be that way. Let's stop right there for a second and just, if you haven't heard me say this before, follow me down this hypothetical path. If you believed you had a bad memory, Would your memory get worse and cloudier because you believed it like a placebo effect? My theory is yes, because let's say your memory was normal, but you believed it was bad. You would look for more and more evidence of how it was bad and do more and more things thinking that you have a bad memory, putting post-it notes everywhere and doing all this stuff, not being in the present moment, being afraid that you're going to forget things and act from that belief system, which might cause you to be more frantic and actually forget things. But if the same person had the same exact memory, but thought it was a good memory, you would look for, like, I do have a good memory. And you might even pick up new skills and talk to people who do have good memories, right? And like, think clearer and not need to write things down. Like, oh, if that came to me once, it'll come to me again when I need it, it'll be perfect. Like, you would act from a place that not only felt better, felt truer, because remember, why would the truth make you feel bad? Felt truer than um, bad memory. So my theory is, what you believe, just like a placebo effect, what you believe becomes reality. Right? This is the secret, or whatever. The <clears throat> law of attraction, which you believe becomes reality. So, if you believe life is supposed to be difficult, do you think that there's a possibility that you are making things more difficult than they need to be? I'm just saying, is there a possibility? Have you ever come across those people? I know I'm not the only one that do things the hardest fucking way possible. They're either extremist or everything's a f- and every little step of the way is something to complain about. They don't see the gift. They're not grateful for anything. Constantly struggling with life. I have a very dear friend who everything is always drama, always stress. She is constantly in high stress mode every day about everything. And she takes on more and more bullshit that gets her further away from what she wants to do in life because she has the belief that life is supposed to be a struggle. My point is... only you can start to ferret that out or sift through that and find out if that's true for you by doing this work. 
by questioning your beliefs, by looking at the things you think and looking at your life as if, imagine your life and the things and the people, the relationships, the money, everything, your body was all a direct result of your beliefs. You'd have to look at it as a picture that was painted and look at what oils, what colors, what, um, I don't know much about painting, <laughs> what backdrop, right? What canvas, what were you using to make this? Because if you're struggling day in and day out, day in and day out, especially about money, there's pretty sure you have a belief that money is supposed to be a struggle. And if money is supposed to be a struggle, how do you not struggle with it? If you believe that it's supposed to be that way, how do you not struggle with it? Well, one, you would probably think, like the most ridiculous backwards thinking, that you have to go and get a bunch of it so that you don't need to struggle with it anymore. That's what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks, not everybody, that's a general, I don't think that, a lot of people don't, but most people that I come across think that if I get more money, there will be less struggle. Wrong. If you think and believe that money is a struggle, is supposed to be a struggle, or life is supposed to be a struggle, or there's no pain without gain, or gain without pain, um, when you get more money, you're going to create more struggle. You're going to buy a bigger house, bigger car, more expenses, invest in business, or do something crazy, or flush it all away so that you can go back to struggling. This happens over and over and over again. I see it constantly and I lived it constantly. Money's not supposed to be a struggle, just like life's not supposed to be a struggle. The reason we think that is because we haven't clearly defined the difference between challenge and resistance. I even have trouble with this sometimes. Because, and I'll show you what I found as the way to figure out which is which. But, well, let's just get into it now. The game. Okay, so you're playing a game. Challenge is exciting. Resistance is futile. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Resistance feels like shit. Challenge is exciting. Resistance feels like shit. Your emotions are your guide. Right? If I'm playing a game of poker, and let's say everybody's better than me, which is not impossible if I'm in a casino, it's kind of exciting 
Because A, I never would risk what I'm not willing to lose, play with what I'm not willing to lose. But I know I'm going to learn something about myself, about the game, about the other players, maybe a trick, a tip, right? It's exciting. The reason poker doesn't excite me anymore is because I don't want to master it. That's another piece. I've taken it to my natural conclusion. I'm as good as I want to be. Now, I'll get in spurts while I go play it. Same with chess. I'll get in spurts while I play it for a little while. Tease my brain and learn some things. Or remember some things. But... But I don't want to be a professional. I don't want to master it any more than I have. So therefore, the challenges don't excite me. The challenges with poker don't feel great. It's like, ugh, ugh here we go again, right? Like, ugh. So, are you playing a game that doesn't excite you? And are you trying to force excitement where it's not? I see that a lot too. Because people don't understand that their heart's calling, their purpose in life, what they're put on this earth to do, changes. It changes. You might not... What lit you up 12 years ago may not light you up today, and that's okay. I don't know where we get it in our heads that what we're doing now is supposed to be forever. How do you know you're not going to master it and then move on to something else? I mastered, as far as I wanted to, you could spend a lifetime mastering real estate, but I mastered real estate to the extent I wanted to take it. To my natural conclusion, and then I moved on. Same with everything. Electrical work, contracting. Right, pool cleaning back in the day, painting, student loans. I've taken them to my, to my natural conclusion of where I was not excited anymore. I had mastered it to the point where I was not excited anymore. It didn't light me up anymore. And that's okay. That is totally, totally okay. Because now there's something new to master. Right? So, are you looking at the gap from where you are to where you want to be? Are you trying to force excitement by saying that what your heart's calling was yesterday is supposed to be the same as it is today? Is it just a lull? Do you need to take a break and step back? This happens a lot. People get burnt out. They go hard. They bring motivation and go, go, go attitude to something that their heart is trying to do. I did this, I've done it. To where you burn yourself out, you need a break, you need a vacation, you need a, a lot of distance, a breather, right? It's just like the body. The body needs to rest every day. Every day, ideally six to eight hours. It needs to rest, it needs to sleep. We need that too, even if it's with something we love. Like, I am blessed to be head over heels in love with a gorgeous woman right now at the time of this taping. But even though I'm infatuated, 
I do know that I need my alone time. I need to be centered in me. I need to be me first. Then I can show up the best self for her. And me. Right? No matter what it is that you're on this earth to do. There are times where you're going to need to take a break. Rest. Rest the mind. Rest the heart. Rest the soul. Rest the body. And when you're at rest, if you come back recharged and excited again, boom. If there's not enough vacations in the world that can ever make you excited about it, then that's not what's for you. Excitement is the key. And you it's very difficult to force it. I've seen people try in motivational seminars, seminars, try to force excitement. That's not possible. Because it doesn't last. Because you get excited, you hit the challenge, and maybe you get through one, maybe two, and then the next challenge is coming and you're like, fuck this. So what does resistance look like? You know what resistance looks like. If right now, I was to stop what I was doing and try to go work at Home Depot. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If I was to stop what I was doing, try to go work at Home Depot, or pick back my tools up from when I was a 20-year-old and become an electrician again, I already know that every, probably every door would get slammed in my face. But even if every door was open, I would feel terrible. I would feel like I'm living below my potential. Like I'm cramming my 13 inch size foot or size 13 foot in a, in a size six. I'd be trying to shrink myself, not expand. The feeling of expansion is the feeling of the universe. The universe is constantly evolving and expanding. So when you're in alignment with it, with wealth and abundance, with unconditional love, you're expanding. You're evolving, you're growing. Those challenges are exciting and growing you. When you're resisting, not from your own internal fears and belief systems, though the internal fears and belief systems will force you, force you down a path of resistance, you're hitting a brick wall. The idea when you hit a brick wall, right? A door closes, try another door. Open a window. What does your heart want to do? This takes constant communication with your heart. It takes constant communication with your inner guidance. You have to understand how to feel that inner guidance. You have to understand how to go with it. Feel it out day to day. Whether it's through meditation, whether it's through getting in flow, whether it's through exercise, whether it's through creation, writing, whatever. You have to know how to connect to your heart and listen. This is what I teach every single one of my clients. We spend time building a communication system with the heart. We spend time 
seeing whether it's a belief, a limiting belief driving a, uh, a decision, a limiting belief driving a creation of your reality, or your soul. So, what else, is, what else can make you not excited to play your game, the game of money? When I say the game of money, I mean the game of your heart's calling. Well, if you believe that money's supposed to be hard, money's supposed to be difficult, or that you can't make money doing what you love, you're not going to be excited about the game. That's what I mean. If you're not excitement from if you're not excited from internal resistance, you're gonna have trouble. So we need to let go of this internal resistance, this struggle, these belief systems, and then look at what do I want to do? So many other spiritual financial people, not that there's anything wrong, I just have a different viewpoint, that's all, which of course there are millions, an infinite number of different perspectives on any one subject. Some of them think you have to find your calling first and then go toward that direction and then work on everything that shows up when you're going after the heart's calling. I politely disagree. You can do it that way. Not to say you can't. And it can work that way if you have an awareness of how a limiting belief would show up. But the tricky part is, how do you know you're not choosing that heart's calling because you believe money's supposed to be difficult? And then the heart's calling is now difficult. And full of resistance and full of shut doors and full of roadblocks and full of barriers right barriers or stepping stones fine line a fine line to know but only you can know by knowing your emotions is it challenging and exciting or is it resistance because of fear or because you're not going down the right path what if you hit a roadblock and were like water going around it instead of through it? Right? What if let's 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 boil it down. This is super meta and esoteric. So let's get it to something. Let's say I don't know why this one always comes up, my buddy who's a baker or wants to be a baker. He's not actually a baker yet because we're still working on his belief system. <laughs> he wants to be a baker. That's his heart's calling. And his, it's exciting to him to even think about it. Even though there's tons of challenges. How do you even know how to bake? He doesn't know how to run a business. All this stuff. But they're all exciting challenges. Getting permits, hiring people finding flour, all this stuff, right? Super exciting to him. To me, I'd be like, fuck no, I don't want to own a bakery. 
All of those challenges sound terrible. No thank you. But what if you're not sure? And you're like, yeah, but Larry, stock trading, Forex trading, Bitcoin, that's where the money is. No, the money is wherever your heart's calling is. Does Bitcoin light you up? Then maybe. Technology is super fascinating. I spend a lot of time with it because I thought that same shit too. Well, there's the, their money is there. 10x, sometimes 100x times your investment. <laughs> right. And then they'll go, oh, and we're changing humanity and we're getting away from fiat and we're destabilizing the government's control over money. And it's like, those are all afterthoughts that you're trying to convince yourself, trying to convince yourself that this is your heart's calling because it does some good. Depending on your perception of it. But if it was your actual heart's calling, the money wouldn't be priority. It wouldn't be first on the list. It wouldn't be there's a lot of money there. It'd be like there's a lot of fucking love. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of freedom. There's a lot of life. That would be on the top, right? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Being the financial shaman. I know a lot more today than I did when I started, though. Last year. And all of it excites me. I don't know where it's going, but it's super exciting. It's fun. I get to talk to people about something that I love talking about. I get to help people. I get to see real tangible results where people have more ease, more alignment, more love in their hearts for this energy of money, of abundance, of which money is a symbol of. They feel more right with the universe that loves them unconditionally and supports them. That's beautiful. I'm the first to tell you I don't know where this leads. I don't know where your path leads. We don't have a map. We have a compass. That's the gift we have. Remember Zelda, if you need those old video game players, old retro video game players. Zelda, every time you go into the dungeon, if you don't know video games, it's, it's pretty easy. When you go into this dungeon, you're in the dark, basically. You have no idea what's going on. You know, some, a few doors. You kind of wander aimlessly, and then you get the map. And then, so, now you know where you are. I'm sorry. You get the map. Now you know, like, where the walls are and the doors are and stuff. And then you find the compass, which lets you know where all the treasure chests are, where you are in relation to the whole map, right? We don't have a map of life. We don't know what your path is supposed to look like. No one does but you and Source. But we do have the compass to guide you in the direction of your path or down it or whatever. That's what you have with your excitement. 
with that thing that lights you up that makes your cells on fire with those yes i get to do what every day if if someone had told me a year ago five years ago when i was 18 you're gonna talk to people about money and help them understand money from the energy place, from the trapped emotions, from the traumas, from the belief systems. You're gonna get them back into alignment internally with money and you're gonna help people and talk about spirit, energy, and abundance. I've been like, yep, let's do that. Sign me up, where do I start, let's go. But I didn't know that's what was going to happen. Just like I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know if I'm going to die the financial shaman or if this is an evolution to something else. But I do know that it feels exciting. What is exciting to you? What is that thing? And if you don't know, that's okay. We'll talk about that. What is that thing that excites you and you would do and you would say yes to if you knew it was going to work out and you'd have enough money every step of the way what would you do when you say you play video games that's cool maybe that's your thing maybe not i don't know i don't have your answer right however if you found a game that's exciting to you, you always need to be aware of anything that kills the excitement. Because a challenge should excite you if you're on the right path and if you're not looking at attachment. What do I mean by attachment? I mean attachment to outcome. You must follow the excitement and be aware of anything that kills the excitement and let go of how it's supposed to look. You don't know how it's supposed to look. That's the map. You don't have that. You don't know how much money you're going to make or are supposed to make or should make. You don't know how many people are going to be affected. You don't know how good you're going to be or bad or whatever you don't know where it's going to take you on the planet you don't know how long you're going to be doing it you don't know if it's going to be a brick and mortar if it's going to be forever it's going to be tomorrow doesn't matter you don't know and you will never know and that's the joy of it every day you get to unwrap some new gift some new present right the direction trust in that build around that build around the excitement anything that kills excitement am i attached to outcome this challenge is it ex not exciting to me because i think i should be better at it i think i should be farther i should i think i shouldn't be faced with this challenge i get that one a lot personally like really i have to deal with fucking paypal's bullshit right now you know stuff like that like really like but why not 
just, just something I know how to do. It's a, it's a step along the way. It's usually not as hard as I ever make it out to be. Don't get hung up on, you shouldn't be dealing with this. This shouldn't be here. Should is a red flag word that you are judging and think you know better than source. I know better than source is what should means. Reality doesn't know shit. I'm better at it. Why? Why? How, how, what kind of an ego does that take to say this shouldn't be here? I know better. Come on. Come back to reality. Is it exciting or not? And if not, why not? If it's not exciting over and over and over again, then you either have a ton of belief systems that are stealing your excitement or you're going down the wrong road. And that's why I say I disagree with going after the heart's calling first. Unless you know it already, great. Then go toward it and work on the beliefs just as much or as much as you can. Because you're going to run out of energy if you keep getting into internal resistance and belief systems that are trying to suck your life and turn you around and cram you back into that small shoe. If it was me and if it was a perfect world, what I would do is go, I know what I'm doing now. Let's say you're working at a gym. Again, nothing wrong with that. Health is very important. But let's say you're working at a gym or something that's not your highest calling. And you're like, I know what my I know this isn't my highest calling, but I don't know what my highest calling is. What I would do is sit and go down my money belief system. My money, I have a list of like the top 30, 35. I think I'm almost up to 50 now. Top 35 money beliefs that block people from having money, experiencing wealth in their lives and abundance. I would start going down each one of them, turning them around, working with them, alchemizing them. What I mean by alchemizing is taking them from a limiting belief, removing the limiting belief and all the energy and trauma that goes with it, switching it to a positive, an affirmation that you can plant in your mental garden and keep watering day in and day out until you're back into the alignment with abundance. On that path of mastering limiting beliefs, you will find what you're here to do. And if not, when you do, you're gonna shoot like a rocket ship. One of my teachers, Bashar, he talks about the slingshot theory or rubber band theory. Like if you've been holding on to limiting beliefs, you're like, and the universe is pulling you in another direction. It's like you have a rubber band, you're grabbing onto the ground, onto these limiting beliefs, and the universe is just keeps tugging and tugging. And when you let go of these limiting beliefs, it's going to catapult you into the life of your dreams, basically. That's why I say, like, if you don't know what to do, that's fine. That's great. Work on the beliefs. Spend that be your part-time job. Undo all the limiting beliefs around 
making money doing what you love around scarcity, around the root of all evil is money, right? I don't deserve it, right? I'm unworthy of it, right? My future is dependent on how much money I have. Someone outside of me has my key to wealth. All those limiting beliefs you can work on now and they will help you find them because when you believe that money is easy, it comes to you easily and frequently, that your heart's calling is going to show up. When you get in touch with these things, everything will start to fall into place. So, as I wrap this up, I always, 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 in my courses, in my writing, obviously my podcast, if you listen to a lot of them, everything to me is about the emotional guidance system. It's about feeling through things. You have to get really good at emotional intelligence. Understanding, identifying them. Why are they showing up? The difference between an emotion and a feeling. Emotions are like smoke alarms. Feelings are like wafts of smoke. Right? They're just wispy, light. Emotions like, hey, you need to look at this. Right now. Right now. So, emotion, you, if you're one of those people that has shut their emotions off, I am greatly invite you to start opening up to them again. And I understand why you would shut your emotions off because of trauma. No one wants to feel bad. But if you understood that the f- bad feelings are there to serve you just as much as the good ones, you would also understand... That you don't have to make decisions from bad feelings. All you have to do is feel them, understand them. What are they trying to teach you? What are they trying to show you? Is this resistance of fear? Is this resistance of scarcity? Or is this resistance of I'm on the wrong path? That's how important feelings are and emotions are. They will help you, guide you through life. Whatever game you choose to play, know that I will be here to support you as much as I can. We are different waves on the same ocean, different grains of sand on the same beach, different clouds in the same sky. What I'm showing you, you probably already know because your heart is agreeing with me. That heart is what I'm here to serve. To make sure you reconnect to it, talk to it, and most importantly, listen to it. Trust that your heart will always have your best interest at heart. How could it not? It's your heart, for God's sake. So, follow your excitement. Let go of how it's supposed to look. Find out why any challenge makes you upset and not excited. 
and deeply embrace your heart and all the emotions that you experience. Because everything in this universe is here to support you in having a blissful, loving, abundant life. Good journey, my friends.